Welcome back, everyone, to Six Pennies Podcast. This particular podcast is brought to you by our friends at Avion Realty. If you're a real estate agent and located in Houston, Dallas, Austin, or basically anywhere in Texas, look at Avion Realty to provide you the support and infrastructure you need to be a successful agent. Avion Realty offers 100% commission plan. For those in the industry, you guys know this is already crazy. For those who are not in the, in the industry, this is an amazing offer. So please, if you're interested in becoming a real estate agent, look at Avion Realty. Just by joining Avion Realty, you'll be given one-on-one performance coaching, all the tools at your disposal to be able to work remotely from home or at Starbucks or at WeWork, wherever you want, and also mentoring from the team's experienced brokers. The best way to contact Avion Realty is check out their website, which is avignonrealty.com, their Facebook page, or you can actually directly text, call, or even FaceTime the owner. Van Din, 469-951-3585. That's 469-951-3585. And just by mentioning Six Pennies Podcast to Van Din, he's going to waive that first month's brokerage fee. So it's an amazing offer, guys. Avion Realty, thank you for being our sponsor once again. All right. All what's right, up, what's guys? Up, guys? Actually, it's Actually, just it's Guy. Good. What's up, Albert? How's it going? What, what's up, Jonathan? How are you? Doing well. Uh, Timmy is out of the country, out of the state, out of everywhere. I think he's somewhere in Europe right now. Uh, is it for business or pleasure? Do you know? Well, uh, London, England is actually one of our top five locations for Six Pennies listeners. And so he went out right. there to check out the, the crowd, check out our demographic. He brought his wife and kid along the way as well. Nice. Okay. So... Our London listeners out there right now, uh, just walk around the city, find him. He's probably in one of the touristy spots. Maybe probably check out Big Ben first. He seems like a big Big Ben guy. <laughs> but yeah, Timmy, we miss you. We'll hold down the fort while you're gone. But today, it's just me and you, Albert, and we're going to bring back pocket change for today. You ready for it? Cha-ching! That's right. So for our new listeners or the ones with very bad memory... Pocket Change is where we have some questions from the audience, from our listeners, and we'll just go through a couple of them today. Uh, this will be a pretty quick pod uh, without Timmy here, uh, but we'll go through a couple of them and just throw some change at it. So that's why we call it Pocket Change. And if we're ready, let's go ahead and get started. So this first question comes from Howard Chu. This was from a while back. I'm going to say at least a year and a half back <laughs> from one of our previous giveaways, but Howard asks bandwagon fans and Ooh. why do it i guess he's pro bandwagon first of all let's define bandwagon real quick what what comes to mind for you when you hear that word wait you said he's pro bandwagon or anti bandwagon i think he's pro just the way he worded it he said okay. bandwagon fans and why do it okay me personally i guess the definition and of course we didn't really prepare for this but just becoming a fan of a particular product, whether it's a sports team, a movie, an actor, music, artist, whatever it may be, just becoming a fan because that product is popular at the moment or successful at the moment. For example, I think we're going to dive deep into this, but the Golden State Warriors. Before the last four or five years, they were basically in the basement of the NBA for a good two decades or so. Yep. Um, but now, you know, all these quote unquote fans 
are coming out of the woodwork. And it's because they are, you know, kind of associate, associating themselves to someone that or a team that is successful. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's a pretty good definition. In general, it's when you follow a movement that's trending uh, that you had no affiliation trending, with yeah. before. What about if it's your own team? For example, like you don't follow or you don't care about your team until they do decent. Does yeah, that count? So, yeah. So we're, if we're talking specifically in in sports, um, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna I'm gonna leverage you know like my Dallas fandom, if you will. I think there's different modes of fanship or fandom, and I think there was a point in time in my life where these new fans or these newcomers, quote unquote bandwagoners or a fan of my team, I, I didn't used to get annoyed. But honestly, now it's like, hop on board, like, join right. the fun. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Your own team. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I definitely feel the same way. Um, so I think for the most part, I just want to get that definition out of the way. It, it probably does, the word bandwagon does apply to both instances, whether or not it's your own, you know, hometown team, per se. So going forward, our discussion will cover both of those. So let's dive right in. You mentioned the Warriors, and that's actually the number one team that popped into my mind first as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously. Do you think there's a... I mean, I know it's annoying seeing bandwagon fans for the Warriors. Is there an age annoyance for you? Uh, meaning... Oh, uh, yeah, know, definitely. Okay, so, so I, what is that? Yeah, so let, I guess I want to give our listeners a little background. I went to school in the Bay Area, and so... I actually was living among legit, genuine Warriors fans early to mid 2000s. I guess mid to late 2000s around oh, that yeah. time. Your friend had uh, season tickets, right? Yes, and, you, and so right I, yeah, I went all the time. And this is when the Warriors were not that great yet. Maybe winning 20 to 30 games a year. And so you fast forward to 2019. I feel like the legit, the genuine fans actually get a bad rap because back in the day. Even though the Warriors were, were basically sucking, they always sold out. The arena is a dump, but there's always people that show up. And then the fans are super knowledgeable. They are very encouraging with their team. They're very passionate, even when they're sucking. And I gave them so much props for that back in, like, 04, 05, that era. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, you fast forward to today... And those fans are kind of drowned out by this new age. And I guess what I'm trying to get to is the, the younger crowd, the millennial crowd, who have the bigger voice nowadays because it's it's the internet age. They're also becoming, you know, working age. And so they, they have money and they have influence and things like that. So I think they drown out the, the real fans. And I'm sure for those who live in the Bay Area now, I bet they're also getting priced out because now it's, you know, it's like the hot ticket for the city. And so the the true fans can no longer afford going. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Davidson, the only true Warriors fan that I'll acknowledge uh, in the world. <laughs> What's up, Davidson? I, I mean, I pretty much assume everyone's bandwagon at this point. Uh, you're right. Like the true fans from way back, they're definitely drowned out. Do you think the true fans are annoyed, like you said? Or are they just enjoying the run, this ridiculous run the team has been on the past five years? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to all of the true fans, but I, I do want to shout out to my buddy Eric Bryant, who was uh, the season ticket holder, he and his mom back then. Yeah. Um, 
they're very happy, obviously, with where the team is. They've won three now, I believe, in the last four years. I don't know. I yeah. lost count. But um, they definitely don't have season tickets anymore. So that part of it sucks because it, it just got too expensive. Also, yeah. the, mom, the mom moved away. Shout out, Mrs. Bryant. Um, but I think uh, at the end of the day, they're still happy that their team that they've cheered for their whole lives are successful. I think it also brings them joy if you know they they go to a a random city around the country to watch a Warriors game and I, there's a ton of Warriors fans inside those arenas. I think that's more annoying. For example, if you go to like a I'm just hypothetically randomly throwing it out there. If you, if you go to like a Charlotte or something and half the arena is Warriors fans <laughs> for for a, for a Hornets fan that's that's really annoying, but for someone like Eric or uh, you know, Antoinette Bryant, like, that's awesome to see, you know? So it's yeah. it's hard to say. Oh, for sure. So let's go back to the why then. Why do people do it? Like, what Drake, draws man. people to do it? Drake, <laughs> Drake syndrome, man. You just want to front run. You just want to associate yourself with the winners. You know, like, we've, we've kind of mentioned this a little bit in the past, but millennials are, are very self-conscious and they only want to look cool. Like right now, right now it's not cool to support, I don't know, like the Orlando Magic or support the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Whereas yeah. it's you need cool. that image, yeah, yeah, the image, like you know, like back in the '90s or early 2000s, rap videos, for example, when wearing jerseys was cool, they would wear jerseys of winners. They're not wearing jerseys of crappy players or crappy teams. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think when it comes down to it, the difference between, you know, diehard fans versus die easy fans or, or like bandwagon fans, it's about heart and it's about how much pain you're willing to take. Uh, you know, so bandwagon fans, there there's no risk for them, you know? Uh, yeah. versus versus a diehard like like you or me, like we've definitely experienced like sports crying at, at some point or another. Uh but I think that's almost a dying i feel like we're a dying breed true uh, and that that's not to you know pump ourselves up or anything but but it's true i mean i think it goes both ways like the highs and the lows the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low when you're a bandwagon fan uh, so yeah. so for you as a genuine true fan and this is i'm going to throw this back at you because a, a good example is the houston astros because i feel like there's a lot I wouldn't say bandwagoners, but there's just a lot more fans now coming out of the the, the woodwork. Whereas, yeah. but is it cool for you to see if you know said fan wearing all this Astros gear, you know, at a random airport, but you know for a fact if the Astros lose, it's not going to affect them as much. <laughs> I'll say bandwagon fans have never affected me for my own team, just because you're right. Like it's it's nice being in a random place in a random city and seeing your team's gear on someone else repping Houston, repping your hometown. And I mean, deep down, I know like they don't know the team like I do. And that doesn't matter. But the fact that like, you know, I remember the hundred loss, hundred plus lost seasons. And I remember, you know, all the players went like through two in a row, right? Or three in a row. Uh, I think it's four in a row, uh, and I remember, you know, all the team, all the teams back to the '90s with the Killer Bees, and uh, be yeah. I feel like because I experienced those lows, uh, quote unquote, 
Yeah. And I, 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 especially with a sport like baseball, where you really grow up with the team, you see them, you know, come up through the minor leagues and really grind it out. Because I've experienced that aspect of it, like the highs of like 2017 or, or this run we're currently on just are so much greater because I'm able to kind of appreciate and, and know and like kind of not take it for granted. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. bandwagon, yeah, like I, I, you're just I, you're just here to ride the wave, and if they lose in the playoffs, it's no big deal. You, it's just one less game for you to watch next week, you know. So it's just different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the big difference the the more you explain it is just you know when a when a person like for you, for example, um, if you're experiencing lower lows than others and higher highs than others, it's because your heart is in it. Whereas right. you know, bandwagoners don't really experience that heart. I do want to ask you another question. So we talked about the NBA. I think we both agree as of today, the biggest team with the largest bandwagoners would probably be the Warriors. MLB, that's up for a debate. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably like the Dodgers or the, or the Yankees, someone like that. Yeah. Um, what do you think for, you know, the largest bandwagon population now for a baseball team? Uh, I want to go through every sport, basically. Baseball, I, I still think it's Yankees. Uh, the Yankees, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Or the Cubs. The Cubs, after they won. and Cubs came out of nowhere. But, yeah. <laughs> but Yankee fans are definitely more obnoxious. So yeah. They're louder. So the reason why I brought this up and uh, – I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think the largest out of all sports, the large, largest bandwagoner population is freaking Alabama football. <laughs> it's everywhere. And they were nowhere like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and Alabama doesn't yeah. have that many people, let's be honest. <laughs> Alabama would be a bottom three state in the U.S. if it wasn't for football, right? <laughs> Everybody like, has that A hat, <laughs> right? That freaking cursive A. Well, I was going to bring up football, like you mentioned, but I was thinking more pro football. For me, honestly, it, I think I see a lot of the swings with Cowboys. Yeah, it's it's definitely Cowboys or Patriots. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, maybe it's just a Texas thing, but I, I see Cowboys stuff everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, if you go to the West Coast, like L.A., Bay Area, Vegas, it's all Cowboys. Yeah. Especially, especially when they're doing well. So, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. And again, that's that's actually a sense of pride for me as a, a Cowboys fan through and through from the beginning. Yeah. I think it's cool to see, and I know it's annoying for other people, and I kind of enjoy it. Okay, so that's the three major sports. Would you ever bandwagon for a team, or have you ever? Oh, I, I mean, I guess by association of specific players, like, yeah. you know, I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast, at least like three episodes, ha- they know that I love LeBron James. And so every team that he's on, I would indirectly become a fan of that team, which is sort of. Compl- yeah, it's but- complicated, right? It's complicated because I, I'm cheering for the success of a player, which then means the team has to, has to be successful, but if he's gonna drop like fifty eight and eight and lose, like I I I really can't cheer for that team anymore. Yeah, so it's synonymous with the player, and, yeah. and that and that's completely different. Like you're you're still you know ride or die MFFL Mavs fan, but you appreciate certain players around the league and and root for them when they're not playing the Mavs, right? 
Yeah, and another thing, I'm I'm actually also getting into other sports. So I'm I'm getting into Formula One because of my two friends, uh, Cody and Shaddy, who are really right. into yeah Formula One. So I'm I'm starting to follow that. It's actually really cool. The only thing is you have to wake up early, early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. the weekends suck. Um, and then the second thing is I have a European soccer team now, like a legit team that I follow. I have like their apps. I read all of the news that come out of it. Nice. Um, but, that, but that's Chelsea. And the reason why is um, Christian Pulisic is going to be joining them this summer. And he's um, he's probably the greatest U.S. soccer player we've ever had. So just by that, I'm going to become a Chelsea football club fan. Surprised he didn't go Liverpool for LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liverpool, yeah, I'll never join Liverpool. I'll never join a team that is um, focused on the color of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming from Houston, that's that's a wise choice. I, I hate our colors. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for the question, Howard. I don't know if we answered why do it. Uh, I think we're both, me and Albert, are pretty against bandwagoning but hey whatever makes you guys happy man uh just stick with that next we're gonna have one more question but before we do that let's talk about a guy who is never gonna be a bandwagon fan and that's our friend Derek Shaw can you tell the people about him yes Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance is our presenting sponsor every episode that you hear on the Apple Podcast Network on SoundCloud on TuneIn and soon to be on Spotify is because of Derek Shaw don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or a hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek is eagerly awaiting your call, text, FaceTime message for a free consultation. Check out his Facebook page at D-E-R-E-K Shaw Insurance. Or honestly, just go to our Facebook page and we'll link you directly to his. But the easiest way is probably to text him, call him, 214 214- Seven two nine six four six two. That's two one four seven two nine six four six two. He's gonna give you a free quote, whether that's home, life, or auto insurance. And also, if you mention Six Pennies podcast to him, he's gonna give you an awesome discount as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks as always, Disha. Uh, our next question comes from friend of the podcast, Maxwell Lee. This question is also from a ways back, I think, back when uh, How I Met Your Mother was more prevalent or more relevant than it is today. Uh, But there was a specific episode in that show that talked about Roger Murtaugh moments. Does that ring a bell for you? It does. So it's from the Lethal Weapon series. Lethal Weapon. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Danny Glover basically as Roger Murtaugh and... uh, if you guys know anything about the series, the the longer it goes, the older he gets. And he's just like, you know, I'm too old for this S. And um, that's basically what Max is asking, I believe. Real quick, before we get into that, something that we'll never be too old for. And that is Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. Tell the people. Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas store hours are from 11 to 9 on Sunday to Thursday and then 11 to 10 on Friday and Saturday. Those hours are extended on the summers, during the summer, so it's probably much later than 9 and 10. It's probably closer to midnight. But if Michelle's there, she's going to keep it open for as long as you're there. Um, There's happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, amazing drink specials, wing specials, food specials. There's right now going on is um, $5.99 per pound crawfish specials on Tuesdays, so 
Crawfish Tuesdays. There's also Thursday Thursdays. There's there's just a bunch of specials every single day. It's always fresh. It's never frozen. And again, if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, they're going to give you 15% off your entire bill. I do want to say one thing. Um, their Instagram account is Tasty Tales. And uh, we're going to be running a promotion with them shortly on Instagram. So please follow us on Instagram at Six Pennies Podcast. It's an Instagram-only promotion, if you will. Maybe we'll give you you know, some free food or some free drinks at Tasty Tales. But please keep it locked on our Instagram account. Sick cross-promotion right there. I'll be in Dallas in a couple weeks, so let's hit it up. Yeah, let's make it happen. Okay, so back to the question from Maxwell. Roger Murtaugh moments. Let's let's do this both ways. So either I'm too old for this or I'm too young for this moment. I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it. I think I'll share one for I'm too old for this. So let me count. I've worked since I graduated. No, let's, let's go way back. In my working career, I've worked as a waiter. I've worked uh, a couple internships with accounting firms. Uh, I've worked with four different companies as an accountant. The only mm-hmm. job that I've applied for, that I've ever applied for and not gotten, was a Roger Murtaugh moment for sure. And that was, I think, last year. I applied to be a brand ambassador for Kung Fu Tea. And, <laughs> and I never got a call back. And I'm, I'm still a little salty about it. As you know, I love Kung Fu Tea. I'm probably addicted. I have their drinks at least twice a week. It marks the start of every weekend for me. Uh, so I, I thought it just made sense to try to sign up to be a brand ambassador. And then I, when I was filling out the application, I, I soon realized like the chances were pretty slim. It was straight just, how old are you? Like, what's your major in college was one of the questions uh oh what really year, what year are you in college stuff like that oh, no. <laughs> i'm like feeling this out as like a 33 34 year old i'm like oh man this is bad is um, that ageism maybe maybe but i mean i think it was probably docked against me that i didn't have like a instagram account i didn't have a snapchat account to be able to uh yeah really market their products but it did, i did mention six pennies podcast because it asked for total followers and total uh followers on all social media and so i listed a podcast on there as well i i don't know i expected to at least get an like email back saying you know Thanks, but no thanks. But man, I haven't gotten anything like zero communication since that point. But hey, I'm still loyal. No bandwagon over here. Speaking of, uh, you know, I'm an I'm too old moment played by Danny Glover. How old do you think he is? <laughs> oh, man, I used to love him. Um, so the, the popular movies he's in are obviously the Lethal Weapon series. He's in Angels and Angels, the Outfields. Angels, uh, yeah. The Saw series. Um, he's in about some that. of the re- more recent ones like Dirty Grandpa and Sorry to Bother You, but um, I think he's most known for Lethal Weapon for sure. Yeah, but I would he- say he's seventy. Not bad. He's seventy-two years old. Man, isn't that crazy? We're we're getting old ourselves, man. We're I getting oh, it's crazy. All right, so a uh, uh, Roger Murtaugh moment for me. It actually just happened a week ago. So shout out to uh, all my f- all all the guys who came up to to Dallas last weekend. 
basically we uh we coordinated a night of basketball on saturday night which was awesome you know i think it was like eight to ten or maybe nine to eleven or something it was pretty late but really not that late (laughs) but but late (laughs) for someone who's like having a kid and 34 but they also went to the casino afterwards which is like an hour (laughs) and a half drive and wait is that far yeah, an hour and a half from where we were playing basketball. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but the thing is, like, by the time they got there, it would have been, like, close to 1230. And then one of the guy's flights was at, like, 5 a.m. back in Dallas. <laughs> so they had to go there, basically stay for, like, two hours, and then drive back to the airport to make sure he makes it to his flight. And I'm like, man, like... I don't know if I can do that, guys. Like, I don't think it's, you know, I did a cost-benefit analysis, and I just, the cons outweighed the pros. Oh, man. No, respect for them doing that, but yeah, I, oh, I don't know. It, it would depend for me on how long it's been since I played craps, and I was, if I was really feeling the itch. Yeah, that's definitely a And there's an Annie, moment. man. There's also an Annie every time you play. Yeah, definitely too old for Annie's. <laughs> can't do that anymore, man. Okay, I'm too young for this. Let's think. The only thing that comes to mind is, so I recently joined Lifetime Fitness. Uh, it's right by my office. I go there probably like four days a week for lunch. There's always like at least 12 guys there, but they always want to play half court. It's like a 25% chance that I can convince people to play full court there. I, I just feel like I'm too young to play half court, man. Like four v four is the it's the worst form of basketball to me. I'd I'd rather play one v one than two v two than three v three. Four v four just doesn't make sense with the spacing and it's I don't know. It it's just it's just not for me. It's it's not as enjoyable. Like I still play. Like obviously, some would, basketball is better I, than no basketball. But I would I would counter with this though. If you have a high like average to high basketball IQ. You could demolish four on fours. You know what I mean? Because the spacing is so easy just to see like passing lanes, to see like pockets. Like I, I feel like I I my skills dominate more in four on four. And my least favorite is one on one because I really can't get around anybody. Uh four e four. I mean, I don't know, just something about the layout of the court, like it makes more sense with three v three than four v four. Yeah, three three on three is is probably ideal if you're not playing five on five full court. Um this is interesting. So I, I personally don't like one on one and then I don't like two on two, even though two and two can be fun, but if you're playing with strangers, it basically just becomes one on one times two, if yeah. you know what I mean. And then you're right, like three on three, there's a lot more team cohesiveness and cohesion that is required. But yeah, I agree with you. Like five on five full court is by far the the best thing. Yeah, it's hard to complain about basketball during lunch break, but if, if they play full court every day, I, I'd definitely be late coming back to work. What about you? You have any, I'm too young for this moments? Yeah, so a few weekends ago, I went to basically like an Asian square supermarket. So it has a supermarket with restaurants and shops and all that kind of stuff. So a bunch of Asian guys, old Asian people outside playing Chinese chess, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually sat down to play one of the guys. <laughs> Dang, okay. Because I like growing up, I used to play Chinese chess all the time. And I was just like curious if I still knew how to play. 
And so I started playing, and uh, I didn't even finish the game. But no joke, my father-in-law walked up randomly. <laughs> we didn't plan this at all. And you know, my father father-in-law is probably like close to eighty. And uh, I kind of had that moment. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here right now? Because I'm by far the youngest person at this table by at least 30 years. And uh, they're all speaking in Vietnamese and probably like in slang that I don't understand anyways. So that that definitely was a, I'm too young for this moment. <laughs> But I, I low-key do want to start like a Chinese chess club with like younger people. Huh. I would. I don't know how to play Chinese chess. I don't think I ever learned, unless we're talking about the Chinese checkers where you jump marbles. No, no, okay. not, not the star. <laughs> not the star. Okay. All right. Thanks for the question, Maxwell. Appreciate it as always. And uh, let us know your thoughts about bandwagon fans in general. Uh, whether or not you support that, and any Roger Murtaugh moments of your own. Thanks for listening to this Pocket Change episode of Six Pennies Podcast. If you can, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter. Find us everywhere. We're we're all over the place. Thanks, guys.